welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jim Carr, and I'm joined by my two vibrant, ever-busy, multi-dynamic co-hosts, Nick Golner and Jason Zinger. Guys, good morning. Hey. And welcome to the headquarters. I'm vibrant. That was you nice. Are, no one's ever you're vibrant ever, and ever busy. It's funny because yeah. constantly texting. My wife would tell me I'm too vibrant in the morning. She's one of those people that like is very slow kind of waking up in the morning and I kind of wake up singing and dancing. And I just saw you this morning. You did not wake up that way. Well, that was because I we were up too late last night. But I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying normally. Yeah, so yeah. Explain to yeah. our audience why you woke up And it's kind of funny because we woke up together on your anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today is my third. We had a two-bedroom ho- hotel room, so yes, I did yeah, not yeah. want to share a Ugh, room with yeah, Jim. That stink. would be disgusting. Ugh. You're a manufacturer. You stink, yeah. yeah. My wife has told me that. Like, you smell like oil today. I know, like, I know. I, know, so I get sorry. that all the time. Yeah. But she still loves me after 32 years, exactly. guys, so I must be doing something right. Yeah, it's good. It's all good. So yeah, we're here at the, the headquarters today in our brand new studio, and it feels good, I got to tell you. And the reason we're here today, A, recording, but B, is we're having our quarterly EOS meeting we are. Here, here at the studio. I, I think implementing EOS in all of our businesses has been pretty profound over the last, well, couple years for me. I don't know how long it's been for you, Jason, or Nick, how long you've been practicing. How long has it been, Jason, for you? Probably at least five. Because you introduced really all, all of, us. of us. to yeah. It. yeah, yeah. I've introduced a lot of people, actually. And then, you know, I come to find, like, there's a ton of companies that use this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't the first, you know, yeah. obviously. I started with EOS at kind of its infancy before it really took off. So I was definitely, like, on the ground floor of it. But there was other companies that did it before me. I think we're just under two years in at advanced. Yeah, I think yeah. Hennig uses some aspects of it as well. For me, yeah. it's been, I mean, it's been well, over five years. We're like, going to talk know. more in detail about yeah. the health of the EOS and our respective companies and share with the um, metalworking community how it's helped us and the pros and cons of using it and mm-hmm. what are the roadblocks and, and all that good stuff. Because we talk about you know L ten meetings, we say GWC, we say all these acronyms. Rocks. How's your rock? Yeah, because yeah, we just talk naturally the way we talk to each other right, on the and podcast, then, and and like maybe people don't know what what right, we're talking about. Right. So let's about. break that down so. a little bit for everybody. But before we get there, guys, tell me what's new at your businesses. Either one of you can both chime in. Nick, go ahead. Tell me. Okay. So tell me something good. Just like you, you know, we've just expanded. I've talked about that a few yeah, times. Yeah, right. And so now my dad's like officially in his own new office over there. So I see him even less than I already did. We're starting. To Wait, like the new bring... Henning building, the brand new building, yeah, is up I, and I they're just, in. Yeah, I was just. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, You're not going to cry, are you? No, it's amazing. This is great. No, I mean about not seeing your dad. No, <laughs> no, that's that's a good thing too. I mean, as much as I love my dad, I don't need to see him all the time. It was really cool, you know. You know, how you showed us your, the renderings of your yeah, new expansion. Yeah, right. When I was driving down the highway the other day and like right on the highway. Can you see it right from uh, oh, yeah. 90? 173. Oh, 170. Okay. But it was great. Really excited to get I'd like to I'd like to take a tour of that building. We will. We'll yeah. do it soon. So. Jason, great. anything? I I know we're just we're supposed to keep it to one, but I kind of want to hear you. I want to hear what's new and exciting at Zanger Black. Well, I guess if I were to jump on top of what what Nick is saying, you know, I'm really trying to dig deep and figure out 
a new location for my businesses you will. as well. Really? And, wow. and, you know, we've had this tradition of we've always had a showroom or a counter business at Zenger's. And I've always thought about like, do we just focus on the main part of our business, which is VMI and phone sales and applications and stuff like that? Because our counter business is like 5% of our business. You've been bringing that now. up. Like, I've heard that. Yeah, I know. Oh, you've been saying that for just years. Kill, but it's, just, just do just it. Kill it already. Bite the bullet. <laughs> I, we know you it's, hate your just, counter business. <laughs> yeah, we do. You always say that. It's so an emotional it. thing. Let's hold him accountable, Nick. Yeah. It's an emotional thing because it's like part of your That's heritage be one of and your stuff rocks. like that. Yeah. So is mine. I've been in the, I've been in this building for 40 years. Yeah, it's I know. Time. I know. You I know, know, I hate to say it, but my dad died and now I'm moving on, right? Right. You got to you got to move forward and it's tough, man. I get yeah. it. I get it. Does your dad still tell you what you no, not at all. Okay. At all. You know, he's yeah. actually really good about that. He's yeah. like, you know, I think as long as I send him his checks, I think he's, you know, he's, <laughs> he's pretty happy. silent. He's smiling. Know? There you yeah, go. exactly. So no, he's good. I mean, he, he's always there if I want to ask him for advice and stuff like that. But it's it's kind of tough because it's like, you know, you don't want to completely give up a revenue stream, but at the same time, it's such a minor part of your business. Maybe it's best just to focus. Yeah. Yeah. So I talked with another client of mine who did a significant amount of machining and stamping, and he sold off his stamping business, mm-hmm. and he said it was one of the best things that he did. There you because, go. Yeah. Well, you know, change is good, no matter yeah. what. Yep. And at the end of the day, it certainly isn't boring, right? Our, our lives are not boring. How many of your core customers are you going to lose if you shut down that counter business? Core customers? 5%. Zero. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Then do it, yeah. man. But we, we would lose some sad. revenue, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it but would not be significant. It, it would, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Speaking of boring... Or, or not being boring. Speaking bo- of boring after Speaking Jason of, talks. No, 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 no. <laughs> what be, not being boring um, Jim doesn't know how to boring. do transitions. Like, I, yeah, he says I'm speaking not. of something, but we weren't speaking of boring. <laughs> well, we were, so, I, you know, I just implied yeah. that you were very boring. Yeah, I, I don't know, I guess. I mean, <laughs> well, it's boring hearing him go on and on about how he wants <laughs> just to Just kill the counter forward. business, man. Yeah, just kill it. Just kill it. Just I'll help you with it. So, so talk Nick about and the I will come bar. in. Yeah, so the Boring Bar, you know, it's our weekly newsletter. We've got curated news in there. But more importantly, we've rescheduled our grand opening celebration of Chip our new Oktoberfest is yeah, now I'm, called. I'm struggling Jim a little bit like with Chip the name. Oktoberfest because he's not German like us. Yeah, well, that's no, too bad. I get Oktoberfest, and I know yeah. you guys don't know. You were clueless yesterday when I mentioned a chip throwing contest. You'd never heard of it. No. No. Where have you been all your lives? Yeah, move on. But with that. that's right. You're so young. <laughs> I don't but, know. What, I don't um, need to know any more about yeah, that it, after what you told me. Google it. <laughs> uh, so I'm. That's where I'm struggling a little bit. But that's okay. I like parties. It'll be an awesome I'm party. I'm ready to have a party. We're still going to have a great band. We're still going to have lots of beer and at the real, actual boring bar. It's just going to be more Oktoberfest-themed beer. Yeah, so Chiptoberfest, October 1st. If, if, if you and the Metalworking Nation are um, interested in being a part of it, email us, info at makingchips.com, and we'll... We'll get you on the list. The we'll biggest party the manufacturing industry Yeah, I mean, we've got had. people flying in to come to we this do. party. I know. So it's going to be gonna nice. Be fun. So I've got some manufacturing news before we get on to the show, guys. So being in Chicago land, we've always heard about how everyone's going across the border to save money and save taxes to Indiana. And I know, Jason, one of your businesses, Black, is in Indiana. But this news article is Indiana lost manufacturing jobs in 2019. Go figure. Why? I, I don't know until I read the article. It says, Indiana has lost nearly 8,000 manufacturing jobs through November of 2019. Some economists say that's a bad sign for the overall economy, but state leaders weren't worried about these numbers. They go on to say, as I go talk to employers, frankly, the biggest challenge so many of them need is more people. Why do you think that Indiana is seeing going backwards when all we've been hearing is... 
Illinoisans, Chicagoans, and everyone's fleeing the state. Why do you think that manufacturing is taking a little dip? I don't know because we hear about companies opening up in Indiana, moving from Illinois, but I very rarely come across a company in Illinois who says I just moved in from Indiana. So right. this is news like to me. Leaving Illinois to go to Wisconsin. Right, because we're right, you're right at the state right. line yeah. where we're at right now. Yeah. And you've got a business. Yeah. And- what, what were you trying to say to me? Well, it's 2019, right? So they lost manufacturing jobs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2019, so, so I don't. I, they probably but why lost this a lot is more per- jobs after the COVID pandemic? So. Yeah. So what did, what did they say the reason why? I mean, it didn't seem like a lot of jobs anyway. Eight thousand jobs, you said. Eight thousand. Okay. It's not November. a lot. It's not a lot, but it, is it an insight? Is it well? Is what do they say the reason for those jobs? It, it, they don't. They don't have an explanation. It says okay. as I go talk to employers. Frankly, the biggest challenge so many of them need is more people, and that certainly is the case. You know, mm-hmm. for us at Car and and so for you are guys. what they. Okay, so I'm trying to read between the lines here. Are they trying to say that they could have potentially employed eight thousand people that, but they didn't have the people? Or that they actually no, had to let they, go. They let go. Lost. Lost. So yeah, I've never heard this before. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm reading it yeah. from uh, WFYI. It's a PBS station. NPR. NPR. Yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah. So it just says that, you know older manufacturing jobs are becoming advanced manufacturing jobs. Oh, so maybe but like also automation. We're, where we're excelling is we're attracting more sciences and more high tech, more IT jobs. So okay, so it could just be the priorities of the Indiana government to say, you know, we necessarily don't necessarily want manufacturing; we want this. But I, I don't know. It's, I just thought it was good fodder to talk about. Yeah, well, they, it doesn't they say that they're concerned about the loss because at the end of the day, it's such a driver for the Indiana economy. Of course, because yeah, manufacturing is. is a driver for any economy. So we need more manufacturing jobs. Yeah. It sounds like there, there's a lot of people out there, especially like in the media, who are not very pro-manufacturing and they don't want to see more manufacturing jobs. they don't understand it. Because they don't understand it and they don't. They think, oh, yucky, it pollutes so, the economy. Could get hurt. Somebody could get hurt. It pollutes the Can environment. Can you define yucky? Just icky. Okay. Not, okay. not green. Not good. Now, yeah. now I understand yeah. it. Thank you for that so definition. So this kind of <laughs> yucky and then you defined it with icky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he must have got that from his five-year-old. <laughs> So it, it kind of this kind of strikes me as maybe a article that is has some world be, worldview bent to it that you know this person doesn't want manufacturing jobs because they're not really giving a good reason for these jobs to be leaving. So yeah, just thought it was interesting because all I hear is how amazing Indiana is, and and if we're losing workers there, there's I'd like to know a little bit more about it. So if anybody knows any, any reasons why, let us know info at makingchips.com. Moving on to the to the show this week, Jason introduced Nick and I to the EOS system years ago. I was a little resistant to it at the beginning because I don't like change, but I know it's really important. And about two years ago, Carr formally introduced it. I had my leadership team read the book Traction. Every week, we picked a chapter, we went through and and discussed it and, and then went through the evolution of how it works and, and started implementing it about three months later. And it's, been, it's become a pretty powerful way to run my business. And I know, Jason, you've been running it for quite a time, and Nick as well. And we also run Making Chips, and that's why we're here today at our headquarters is to do our quarterly meeting. Yeah. I've even thought about you know becoming a EOS integrator, yes. Implementer. Implementer. Integrator and implementer are different. A lot of people kind of confuse those Those with each other. The words are too similar. Yeah, yeah. So 
I mean, I, I have led through quarterlies like an implementer. I've just never got the formal training from EOS, but I've right. thought about it. Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But before we start and, and start digging into EOS, I want to read the first paragraph out of Letting Go of the Vine because I think it's really impactful. So is this Bedtime Stories with Uncle Jimmy? It is, it is. So it says, an entrepreneur slips and falls off the edge of a cliff. On his way down, he manages to grab onto the end of a vine. He's hanging there, a thousand feet from the top and a thousand feet from the bottom. His situation seems hopeless, so he looks up to the clouds and decides for the first time to pray. Is anybody up there, he asks. After a long silence... A deep voice bellows down from the clouds. Do you believe? Yes, replies the entrepreneur. Then let go of the vine, says the voice. The entrepreneur pauses for a second, looks up again, and finally responds, is there anybody else up there? So I thought that, (laughs) isn't that great? I read that when I started digging into the book, and I really thought that was a powerful paragraph. And I wanted to share that with you guys and kind of like just talk about it for a little bit and then let the uh, Metalworking Nation just decide on what that means to them. So what does it mean to you guys, Jason? You know, it's kind of funny because when I remember reading that paragraph when I first started on that on the book Traction and that little section never really resonated with oh, me really? too much. See? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of funny that that was like one of the more impactful parts of the book for you. It's powerful. I, I, I more resonated with like more of the tactical stuff that yeah. kind of came into it yeah. um, rather than like that inspirational side. Yep. But I guess for me, when when I've always thought about like letting go of the vine, it, it's always that thing of like, if you let go of the old ways that you're doing things and just respond to a newer, fresher way of looking at your business. So. Yeah. It's change, and change, change. is scary. Yeah. People yeah. don't want to let go. So They're it's hanging about on. System, putting a system in place, systematizing your business. Exactly. Right? Is it systemizing or systematizing? Systematizing. Yeah. Okay, so I got it. So when you're an entrepreneur, you've got like the, your way of going about doing things that you've just kind of always done it. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't even have, like if someone said, hey, how do you get that done? You probably couldn't even explain how. You know, how do you lead? I, I just do it. Establish processes. How do you deal with issues? How do you, and you don't have a system in place. So are you going to let go of the vine and implement a system and let go of your mm, ad hoc way of doing everything? Okay. Or are you going to still just kind of shoot from the hip? And what it comes down to is if you're only going to do it the way that only you kind of know how to do it, you're never going to be able to let go and like actually go on vacation and take a breath. No, I, I mean, I, 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 that's why it resonated with me so much because you have to think that I'm in a very small company and all we ever knew was how to run the, the way you've the always day-to-day, done it. The way, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the day to day. So, anyway, just moving on. If you're not familiar with EOS, here's the definition EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system, is a complete set of simple concepts and practical tools that has helped thousands of entrepreneurs get what they want from their business. Implementing EOS will help you and your leadership team get better at these three things vision, traction, and health. Which, yeah, so if I were if I were to like define EOS and like talk about those three things, EOS is not this like system where you're like, "Oh, wow, I've never heard of these ways right. to run my business." There's nothing profound in EOS. It's all of the best business practices that probably a lot of people have heard about and read mm-hmm. that have been written about by very very smart businessmen like Jim Collins and stuff like that. And and basically what EOS does is it it takes all of those best business practices and it just it just assembles it into a system. 
And so that's that's and essentially that, that's really where the the magic is is the system that it yep. puts into place. Yeah, that, exactly. There's no one part of the system where it's like, wow. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. I never thought about putting a vision together, or I never yeah. thought of a, of how to run a meet. I mean, he just assembles a system, which right. is great, great unto itself. But there's nothing that's going to be profound. It's just kind of the way everything works together that that really puts the light bulb above your head, and it's like, yeah, this is what I should be doing instead of the way that I've been doing it in the past. And or, a little disclaimer: when you hear operating system, you think like uh, Android or your oh, yeah, Apple operating system. This no. has nothing to do with any nothing. software or technology no. or anything. No, you can do everything with pen and anything. paper if you right. wanted to. It's, it's yeah. verbal. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, EOS recommends using a professional or certified EOS implementer to lead the weekly, quarterly, annual meetings. Who Who is the implementer at your business, Jason? We've always used Clark Nohef. Okay. Yeah, and he actually had his own consulting business, and then he transitioned over to EOS. And and we've thought about here at Making Chips about offering implementer services for EOS. So if there's manufacturers out there that are think that that's a good idea, you should let us know, because we've been thinking about getting somebody trained up here to do that. But who leads your weeklies? I do. Okay, you do. Yeah. yeah. And then the quarterlies, you do. I do. It's the annuals that you bring in Clark. No, he comes in for the quarterlies and everything too. Oh, he does. Yes. Just okay. Not, your, not the weeklies. Well, no, of course not. Yeah. No, no, you have to do that yourself. Okay. So, right. So yeah, let's. Do, How about let's, you, Nick? Since we're talking about it, let's yeah. define that. So you have a when you first kick off EOS, you go through a vision well, and focus a lot. thing. Yeah. Right. So it's like a like two or three day deal where you're establishing. You're just kind of like setting the foundation. Yeah. 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 Well, laying, who's your leadership team, and then right. you know, all, all the processes like and evaluating. And then after you get running, you have a big annual meeting every year. You do. Mm-hmm. And you've got large, but not quite as big quarterly meetings. Right. And then every week, or in my case, we do it every two weeks, we have what's called an L10 meeting. Oh, you're at AME, you're, you're only doing your L10s every other week? Yeah, because we have so many different business units, it's just crazy to do it Interesting. every single week for us. Do you have a cert- a paid certified implementer that you use no, to do your annuals? No. Who and leads, we, and we, who leads quite these? Quite honestly, we don't use all of the aspects of EOS. Well, that's what I want to really get into thing. in just a minute. But who who leads your L10? So in our business units, we have a business unit manager who fills more of what EOS calls like the integrator role. So he's more like in the day-to-day, keeping the structure together, ma- managing the day-to-day business, more operational, procedural type role, like more of a manager. Okay. And then... His counterpart, uh, as the two leaders of each business unit, is a business development leader, and that person fills more of like a visionary role. So gotcha. he's more, what's the next big thing? How do I solve this big complex problem? Where's the, you know, where am I going to find the uh, next big opportunity in the field? And he's more of kind of a the strategic vis- guy, yeah, visionary guy. Well, they're both yeah. strategic, but in different ways. So right. To answer your question, who leads through the meetings? The more managerial person, which is the business unit manager. Okay, they they lead through the meetings. But your role is not an implementer at all. Well, no, I mean, I do it with you guys, and then I try to sit in on all of these okay. meetings with all the business units, okay. and I just try to like make sure that the whole EOS system is operating the way that it should. Well, y- you don't bring in an external implementer we like do not, like we no. do, and you you said that like just traditionally you're. And there's different theories on this. Your family's always been kind of like anti-consultants. Yeah, I think in a previous episode, you talked about a guy who, <laughs> instead of hiring like a moving company to move his shop yes. from one place to another, he rented all the equipment and moved it himself. Oh my God. Yeah, that's that's you guys. That's, uh, and you, that's my family. And you know what? I think really? that that's, really? that I, I feel like that's very 
popular amongst manufacturing leaders oh, and God, manufacturing yes. companies. They always want to be about doing it themselves. Absolutely. And, and you know what? To be quite honest with you, I think that we need to break free of that a I little agree. bit. And I, I think there's that we some need, good to it, but there's definitely some not good. Yeah, there, there. And I think there's more not good. And I think that it would be wise for manufacturing leaders to say, let's put a budget in place for coaching and consulting and training. Sure, and it doesn't sure. have to be a gigantic budget, but let's just do something. You, well, you know? know what? Now that you bring it up, this guy has nothing to do with EOS, but my dad does have kind of like a growth advisor, a succession planning advisor that all the key people are meeting with now. So we're, we're kind of trending a little bit away from we have all the answers and we're going to do it ourselves because he, he has hired like a big consultant that we're starting to meet with. But He's taken us through, in fact, actually, a lot of the things he's doing is like paralleled in. Okay. So let's focus on the L10 because that's kind of where we do, we do this. So that's like the highlight of EOS. It really, it really is because what it does is it brings you together and it's supposed to be weekly, right? That is according to the book. So EOS has what they call like pure EOS and then they pure P U R E. Pure. So it's like you're following according to the book. So if you're, if you're going to run it according to pure EOS and that's what they want you to do and that's what the implementers will push you to do. You'll do your level 10 meetings on a weekly basis and you'll follow their same time, same, same day. Exactly. No one's late. It starts on time ends on time. Yep, yeah. exactly. So, but I mean, you could just take components of it, you know, like you've done and Jim, I think you've done and we're probably going to veer a little bit away from pure EOS as well because we've always ran pretty pure, but I think we're going to move away from pure EOS. So you could take components of it and just use the best parts of it as it fits your business. Sure. So so this weekly meeting, we, why is it called an L10 meeting? Leadership. I don't know what the 10... No, it's not true, Jim. So L10 meeting, L is not for leadership. It's level. called It's called a level 10. And the reason for that according to what I understand, is because when you do a meeting, you want to make sure that that time is well spent. Every manufacturing leader out there, their time is limited. You don't have time for meetings. You know, there's a lot of other businesses where they just spend so much time in meetings. That's not manufacturing. Manufacturing Mm -hmm. is about doing. So what they want to say is if you're going to spend this time in a meeting, it better be a 10 out of 10. You know, because we rate the meetings at the end. Because you rate the meetings at the end. Yeah, that's how the meeting ends. Right. You go through person by person. You got to rate it one to 10 and they call it a level 10 meeting because if you do it right, you'll get a 10. Right. I've been in very few meetings where it's been, they've been 10. Yeah, I agree. And if people are being honest, I mean, we've done, we've had some making chips meetings where it's been tens, but like I, we don't, we don't get tens and Zanger's Mm, meetings all the time either. So no way. Yeah. Does everybody attend your meetings? Do you have like, how often is all your leadership team in those meetings? Well, we always, for us, we always expected everybody to be there. Yeah. I know, but do people just not show up? No. Do they not take accountability to it? No. Are they on vacation? Are they busy? Oh, if they're they, on vacation, they're they, Did they schedule another appointment? Right. You know? We don't allow do that. They, okay. Yeah. If they're on vacation, they're not working, so they can't be at a meeting. But for, right. uh, for us, like if you're there, if you're present, healthy, you need to be at the meeting. Okay. The hard part for me and some of our guys, like the BDLs Travel. I described, you know, our BDLs are on the road all the time right. doing what I said, like looking for that next opportunity. So... I'm on the road like 30% of the year. So there's many. So you're these, the guy that's breaking the rules. Well, no, I'm like trying to call in when oh, I okay. can. Oh, okay. So yeah, according, I miss them. according to EOS, you, EOS. Sh- you should be 
yeah, pure US, you should be scheduling your time around those right. meetings. So like if you're out there seeing customers, you should be scheduling your time such that you could take right. a break for the level 10. And that's meeting. why I can't run pure AOS. I, I can't. It's like, not practical. Like, hey, yeah. And so that's change my change your schedule customers so that I can do this meeting. And so that's why like here at making chips when we run a level 10 meeting, which you know, we're running car level 10, Zenger level 10s, black level 10s, AME level 10s, Hennig level 10s. I mean, we're all running lots of level 10 meetings. We are. But but here at making chips, when Nick is traveling, we we just tell you like those weeks you're traveling, just change the calendar invite and we'll run it at a different time that day so that mm-hmm. we can have you involved. And, and we've done that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So it's no biggie. But, then, but you're then, supposed to if you if you say it's at eight thirty AM on Thursdays every day, you're supposed to keep that. But that's not necessarily practical. Right. I tell you, the more regimented that you stay to that schedule, the, the better. better the better it totally is. Totally agree. I could sure. not yeah. agree. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about the structure of an L ten. So the first thing you do is to say something Good news. Good news. Good news. Yeah. And it's just like a positive kickoff to yeah. the... Mm-hmm. Kind of like how we start our so show. So Nick and I exactly. share the gospel every... You know, <laughs> start, you no, go. just oh, God. <laughs> no, but it could be something good that happened in work. It could be, hey, I had a my son's two-year birthday party, and we yeah. had a great time. So, yep. it, Oh, yeah, that's right. You have a son. Yeah. No. Yes, I do. He's <laughs> a great kid. Yeah, I know. You showed me one picture of him one Michael. time. Michael. Did you call him Michael? Yeah. His name's Will. <laughs> Because you never talk I'm about him. you remember, a, Nick. Yeah. I talk about him all the time. You suck. <laughs> no, he's a great kid. So the objective in sharing good news is twofold. So you want to, I think the most important, but I like the sharing of the Do you personal, think that's the, the most best. important thing to do at the beginning of a... Oh, absolutely. I think it, so it sets the tone for having a positive meaning. So like a lot of people think when you go to meaning, it's just going to be everybody complaining. So you want to start off on a positive tone and you want everybody to... Just be more upbeat when you get started. And then secondly, I I like when you share personal good news because it just allows everybody during that meeting to get to know everybody a little bit better Mm -hmm. on a Mm -hmm. personal level. Let them know what's important to you. Like for Nick, he's saying, you know, it's important to him. I always share stuff with my kids too. His kids are very important to him. And so I I I think that that's one of the best things about it. And then as it relates to work, it also shows, you know, your priorities as far as what's important. Like we do this at at the dinner table too. I mean, we we have like four questions. We go through every dinner. dinner with an L10 format. I do. No, no, no. Not an L10 format. I love the format, Billy. <laughs> no, but we do have, it's kind of funny. So we do have a format to our family dinners. So like we share, what was your favorite part of the day? What was your least favorite part of the day? What are you thankful for? And to whom are you thankful to for that? Oh, and so like, cool. that's our, yeah. that's our four questions. Everybody goes around the room and shares that. And the reason we do that is, is for those same reasons that I want to know what's important to my seven-year-old and my three-year-old and my 14-year-old. You know what? And, that's cool. You know, I was making fun of you, but now I feel bad for it because that's yes, a really that's cool okay. thing. That's okay. So we're, we're talking about good stuff. We share that. We move on to scorecard. How many of you are using scorecard? So I'll be honest. I found that to be the hardest I part agree. It is. of You're right. EOS. Because what they want you to do is get to a leading indicator, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing you think of with scorecard is like sales or something like that, right? Right. It's. Well, I don't think that is because we're not using well, it either. That, that would be a lagging indicator. So right. what create? You know, I just talked about sales management in a previous podcast. You did. Right? And I talked about like what creates the sale. Right. So you want your scorecard to be more of like a leading indicator. So you know, I had six really good customer visits with Okuma dealers this week. Mm-hmm. That will lead to maybe us doing turnkey fixtures with them, which would lead to a sale. So you want to trend towards like what's going to actually create the result 
that more than having the score be like here's our sales or shipments or and i've got a personal way to like look at this too on what i just shared so like a lot of times your objective might be i want to have a family who loves each other and understands each other and so that is a lagging indicator right and mm-hmm. so but your leading indicator might be that we have dinner together every day and we share our highs and lows of the day and so those are the activities we do in order to move That's us really towards yeah. you know yeah. like being a loving family towards each other. Good and analogy. so you can take this in, you know, like sure. the personal side and the business side. Yeah, I like it. So rock review is the next thing that after so scorecard. So after scorecard, you review rocks. Let's, right. We so define start by- what a, a rock is a quarterly task that has to be done by one of the people on the leadership yeah, team. Yeah, like it's... They're defined in your quarterly you know, task meetings. almost makes it seem like, oh, I did the laundry. So you, you can it's more do like the, a project. Yeah, like a milestone objective that needs to be achieved. Right. Like, right. Yeah, like a project. It's something, so if I were to take a step back, everything you said is correct, but if I were to take a step back, the rock is part of the boots on the ground traction that is leading you towards your vision, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So if your vision is to have a VMI integration, just talking about myself, in 100 different end users in the Chicagoland area, my rock needs to be something that's leading me towards that vision. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so how many rocks should you have? I don't know what the number is, but I, it, I, I it could be one to like three. Th- one to three per person, three to seven per quarter for the group. For the whole group. I know it reiterates less is more. Absolutely. Less is more. Yeah. Yeah. Less and, is more. And it should be something, again, it shouldn't be something random. Attainable. It should be, it should, and it should be attainable. Because you can't say, you can't create a rock that says, I'm going to grow the business by 300% in the quarter. Well, again, you, know, you can't control that. Right. Well, yeah. you, you yeah, can well, try to. You, you, the rock would be an objective that you think yeah. if you do that. So let's take a step way back. So way when we back. talked about the the focus and vision day that sets the foundation for your whole EOS system. When you do that, you're setting. You briefly envision what ten years from now could look like. You don't spend a ton of time on that because no one knows the future. Then you break that down into like, well, okay, if we all agree that that would be awesome in a decade, what do we need to do in the next three years? You know, what would look great in the next three years? That gets a little bit more tangible, a little bit more realistic. Right. And then you, from there, you set like what, what your one year goals are. And that's, the idea, that's the real deal, man. Right. Now, that's more tangible. And the idea behind rocks is if we hit all of our rocks every quarter, we. It's leading us to that we, growth that we yeah, detailed. If we hit all these rocks, we did the goal. The right. one year goal was achieved. And you should be getting closer to it. No, that's that's. Be- and then it goes even more granular to these L ten meetings that you do throughout the quarter. Where you're checking in tasks. on the rocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, to dos, to dos are in those. That, right, and so, that's something that has to be so done. So when you do the rock review every week, or in my case, every two weeks in my L ten meetings, we're reviewing: Are we going to achieve this rock at the end of the quarter? Are we on track or off track? Right. First of all, I think the rock is is one of the most powerful aspects of the L10 because mm-hmm. it keeps everybody accountable and it really sets you up to for success if to, you set it, the right rocks. If you set the it'll set you up for success for your 1, 3 and 10 year goals. Yeah. And I'm seeing that already. That's how profound these rocks that we're identifying are really pushing us towards that corporate growth and that vision for the future. And then after the quarter's over, if you look back and you're like, okay, we achieved our rocks, but it doesn't look like we're any closer to our one-year vision, well, you probably set like rocks that aren't even rocks. Like They're not actually what is the milestone you needed to achieve. So you get better at setting rocks every quarter. Right. You don't want to set a rock that I'm going to empty my garbage can every day for the next quarter. You yeah, know? That, that's yeah, not going to do anything. Right, exactly. So they had to be meaningful and towards the corporate vision. So headlines, what is really the objective with 
headlines because that's the next aspect of the L10 where people get to share headlines. I mean, it's just sharing information. So it could be like, but it's about the business. About the yes business or an no. employee? No, yes and no. It, it definitely could be something personal. It could be like, hey, it's Jim's birthday today. Yeah. You know, it's so or, about a customer or an employee. Yeah. So typically. it's like you just want to share information so that everybody's aware of what's going on. Or maybe it's, you know, hey, it's Jim's birthday on Friday. Or so make sure you tell him happy birthday. Or, you know, so and so just had a baby. Or so and so is in the hospital with the coronavirus. Oh. Sure. Could be a variety of different things that are, you know, more personal related. But that should be something that is communicated to the rest of the team. Yep. So the key to the headline is. Or we just landed this new account. You know, yeah, we I closed it. You know, yeah, and then everybody's you know, like, high yeah, five. Yeah, you don't need a lot of one. discussion. About, no, right? so it's, it's not just, an issue that I always say like a headline. Yeah, like newspaper. you know the ticker going across. Yes. The, it's just like, hey, for your information, here's this. You yeah, know, here was the score of the game. Yep, something like that. So the next thing is to dos, and the to dos typically are birthed from an issue. Right, issue is the next thing that we're going to talk mm-hmm. about. But a to do is something that can't be IDSed, identified, discussed, or solved. From Usually, it comes list. out of an issue. It like comes out of an issue. The timeline is typically two weeks to accomplish that to do. Right, one week. Yeah. Oh, is well, it one it week? Depends on the frequency of your L10. Well, so if you're if you're going to say pure EOS, it's it's a one week. Oh, to-do. that's all you yeah. get. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, I pl- like basically, yeah. you if you get a, a to do list item assigned to you in an L10 meeting, then by the next meeting, it should be done. Yeah, yep. and and a lot of times, if you can't get that to do done within the week, or I guess in the case Nick's doing it every other week, you should break it down into smaller pieces. Sure. So the next thing after that is the issues list, which this I would say compromises about seventy percent of the entire hour and a half of the meeting, right? Because this is where yep. things get real. The discussion gets really, you and know. I'm glad you said deep. that. So most of the meeting is the issues list. Every other phase of this meeting should take about five minutes. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and and so you have to be careful when when you're doing rock reviews if you're off track or on track you, that you don't just start talking, talking about, about an issue. You no, know? you yeah. don't. You just say either it's on track or off track because you want to get to the issues list so you have time to solve yeah. issues. So like yeah. the natural transition would be, let's just say, for example, you're going through your rocks and somebody says. I'm off track on my rock. So then that rock gets moved to an issue. And in the case of making chips, we do everything on, on a Trello board. So like it just literally, you move that rock from rocks to issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you come to discuss your issues, you figure out why it's off track. And then a lot of times that off track rock might turn into like a to do for that person. Sure. Because maybe that person doesn't know how to get the rock back on track. Right. And so that's why you're discussing it amongst your team. And then you have a to-do for the week that's going to lead you back to getting your rock on track. But if you want to kill the 10 rating in a meeting, discuss all your issues before you get to the issues list. That's, exactly. that's the worst thing you yeah, can do. It is. Yeah. I, I could not agree and with you And we do more. that sometimes. We do. <laughs> yes, we yes, do. We do. <laughs> because we get passionate and emotional about and that, like, you know, someone things. needs Most to lead this do, meeting and you, know, you feel kind of like a jerk sometimes when you're like, hey, stop. Like we'll yeah. talk about that later because yeah, exactly. you don't want to cut people off, but you you need someone to be like, look, we have an issues list for a reason. Yeah. We'll put it on there. It's, it's either it's done or it's not done. Right. <laughs> I agree. I don't want to hear your excuses. <laughs> so let's talk about the issues because if the issues list is since it's about seventy percent of the entire meeting time, let's share with the metalworking nation how they're ranked and then how they're IDS or identified, discussed, and solved. What we're supposed to do as a leadership team during the week when something comes up in your head and you're like, oh, darn, we, we need to talk about this. This is definitely a, a leadership discussion that needs to be solved at the next L10. We open up the Trello. 
mm-hmm. which is the way that we That's all, just a project management software we use. You can do a piece of paper. Well, board. I hear the EOS software is really nice to work with, sure. and I'm looking at... Oh, they actually have a software for it? They do. It's, they don't. Not themselves. They it's have a third not, party. They, they have third parties that have developed software, oh, and I've tried like one or two of them. I think and Trello does. I think, tre- I think Trello is the best way to go, to be yeah. honest. Well, right. And, right it's, and it's free. It is free. Yeah, yeah, it's free. free. So what we do is, let's say you get to the new issues list, and then you go through them and you just say, okay, Jason, what is this? Well, uh, hey, what Jim, makes it on the list? What makes it on the list? Yeah. What kind of things go on the list? Not, yeah, that's not, a good one. So I, Jason put his gum under the desk the, the other day and it was driving me crazy. <laughs> I, that might be an issue. Right. Well, no, it's not. Well, it is an issue, <laughs> kidding, but it's, it no. shouldn't be an issue that's so on the issues the, list. The good kind of differentiator is the point of this meeting is to work more on the business than in the business. Right. So it's like, hey, we were late by a day on getting a quote out. Is that like a real systematic problem that you need to talk? It, now, if you're consistently late, it might be an issue. But right. If just, it's just like one thing that you should solve by talking to the person in the cubicle next to you. Just do that. But if it's more focusing on making your business better, but working on the business, not just getting a tactical day-to-day thing done, then it probably warrants being on the issues list. Right. You asked about like how you you get issues going, and one of the ways that we found is the best way to do it. And I've kind of walked us through in making chips and doing this, but you have one person, usually the person that puts the issue on the table, tees up the issue, and they just have to say what the issue is in one sentence, and that kind of gets it going. Yeah. And you got to be careful not to uh, just uh, issue, you know, bad service. Right. Yeah. Like what you got, you got to be, be a little bit specific, yeah. right? Right. So anyway, just rate the list. We drag and drop it into the list in three categories, high, medium, low, because sometimes you can't get through all your issues list that week. So right. we have to rate them on their importance. So then we start the countdown IDS, identify, discuss, solve. And this is where it can really get deep because it may take 15 minutes, 20 minutes to solve an issue. So identifying the issue isn't just naming the issue. No, Identifying is getting to the root, root cause yes. of the issue. Yeah, like one, of the, one of the things that really helps to keep the flow of issues going is that you spend the majority of your time identifying the issue. So like in the case of what Nick was talking about where, hey, we're late on a quote, that's probably, that's probably that? not the root cause of it. The root cause has got to be something else. Either the engineering team isn't giving the right information to the quoting team or we're something you, like that. We're quoting outside of our ERP system and doing it manually or right. you know, whatever. We didn't get the proper information from the customer. So there's a variety of issues where you know maybe you need to create a process that's going to allow you to get quotes out in, yep. in a more timely manner. So you've identified the root cause. Let's say you have. Let's say it was the example I used. Like We were not using the software that we should be using to process quotes or whatever, just hypothetically. Once you get to the root cause of the issue, you've done the identify, what's the discuss and solve part? Well, you just discuss different ways that it could be solved. And then, so like maybe the the discussion leads you to the fact that you need to train your team to use the software and you need to enforce them to, to use it. And so then by solving it, you say, okay, Joe's going to train the team and make them aware that they have to start using the software to send quotes. So solve is not usually, but it often can be assigning someone a A to-do. Right. Because it can't be solved right now. So sometimes it, it can, but a sometimes lot of times it, it can't. a lot of times it can. Yeah, sometimes you say, "Hey, we're going to do this." Cool. Right? Does anyone need to do anything? Well, no, we're who, just going to do it, and then so I'm going to we're going to delegate that to do to someone in the leadership team. Yeah, like yeah. maybe one of the issues is 
Nick's traveling and we can't, he can't participate in the L10s. And it's just like, Nick, just change the calendar invite whenever you're going to be traveling and then we'll accept it or not. Yeah, and, I don't need you know, it to do it. Right. I'll just change the calendar. Invite. Yeah. So the, the next thing that we use, and there, there's another vertical for it, is the parking lot. You want to explain to the uh, Metal Working Nation what the parking lot objective is of the Oh, L10 so yeah. So there's an issues list that where the issues are in the parking lot. And that's basically like, you know, we know this is an issue. It's not a priority to solve right now because you can't solve every every issue all the time. So you you basically, you put it in the parking lot and you say to yourself, I'm not going to think about this or look at this for another 90 days until we have our next quarterly. And then we assess whether it's an issue at that time. Because sometimes you you put an issue on the parking lot and it just kind of naturally solves itself without you having to you know, do anything about it, especially when it's not a big priority. Agreed. And then we rate the meeting. The meeting's over. We rate the meeting from one to 10. Anything less than an eight has to have a, a formal explanation why that particular leader rated the meeting at a less than an eight. Like you could say, you know, people were talking too much during people the, the were distracted, rock review. You know? uh, Jason came late. We started or, discussing issues before the issues. Right, yeah. yeah. That's or like or the it most didn't flow. Nick was talking to his wife okay. and, you know, we couldn't so, get started. Trying to sell his condo. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but before you even get to rating the meeting, you actually recap so there's a lot of things that you need to recap. So like, for example, you recap the to-do list and you say, okay, Joe, you're going to do this. Sarah, we you're going to do, do that. You're we don't do recap. That. You should because what it does is it reinforces what the person needs to do because sometimes you might recap and it's like, well, I didn't understand that yeah, that we, was we my to-do. We need to do that too. We, we haven't been doing it, No, Jim, we haven't. But that recap, I, we don't like, do it okay, in a car. So remember, you're going to do that. You're yep. going to do that. Right. You're going to do that. It's just, it, it solves, reinforces. Yeah, it, it solves miscommunication. Yep. Yeah, I need to do the That recap. sounds like a uh, podcast episode. So that's just one part of EOS, right? The L10. We spent a lot of time talking about just this weekly meeting and the structure of it. Before we cut out here and end the show, Nick, Jason, I'd like you to share some successes and failures that you've had utilizing these in your, not making chips in your respective manufacturing businesses, and then I'll share mine. You, Just you, a real quick. You could go first. I, successes I think, and or failures. Yeah, I think for me... The most successful thing is just developing a cadence of doing certain things in leadership and management. And what I mean by that is every quarter, we're going to sit down and we're going to do a planning meeting and work on the business. And then also every quarter, I'm going to stand in front of my team and I have what I call these, it's our quarterly company meetings. And I I base them around where, where, where. That's kind of like what I've called these meetings. And it's where have we been? Where are we now? And where are we going? Mm-hmm. That way, everybody on the team understands those three things. And and then also just developing that cadence of meetings and everything like that. I think that for me, that, that was the best success is just mm, having this routine. I like routines and I think routines actually fuel creativity. And I've done, we've, we've done an episode on this before, but just to like recap it a little bit. If you think about somebody like, like Steve Jobs, creative genius, right? wears the same clothes on a regular basis, right? Mm-hmm. Because he wants to know when he wakes up in the morning that like, you know, he's going to wear his turtleneck every day because he doesn't want to have his brain thinking about what he's wearing because he wants his brain thinking about what creative output that he wants to put into his company. And for me, it's that same sort of thing where I want to have these routines going on on a regular basis so that when I need to like use my brain and my creative juices and, and all that kind of stuff, I I can have it focused on what's important. That's why Jason wears the same pair of underwear every day. Exactly. And never washes them. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not that, true. That's I do a, wash my clothes. Well, I don't wash my clothes. That's a scary thought. <laughs> I don't wash my clothes personally, but I do wear clean clothes. Oh. So far, and as as you probably know, I'm I'm actually kind of a clean freak. So yeah, yeah you're no, you're a germaphobe. Yeah. If you if you said that about Jim, it might be a little bit more applicable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for us, the biggest success has been at the leadership level of yeah. AME. So it's, it, let me step back and define that. So we've got like five business groups at the company. Yeah, I know. You, yes, And they lot. all kind of run like their own business. All right. So when we first started this, we got together with the leaders of just the whole of AME. There's four of us in the meeting. And trying to put some, okay, so where is the AME company headed? You know, put, Putting some vision and focus into that was really probably the biggest success. Where it failed for a while and we're getting it back on track is we needed EOS to be functioning at the business unit level as well with the business development leader and the business unit manager for each business group kind mm-hmm. of running their own L10 meetings and, run, and having their own rocks and having their own leadership meetings every week. Because mm-hmm. if all five of those business units are doing well, then what we, what we talked about in this overall company strategy is possible. So it's not like something you can only do at the leadership level and then just be like, hey, since we all, we did this thing and we do this meeting, you know, you guys need to understand what we talk about and implement it. Yeah, you got to push it down. Yeah, so we, we cascaded it down and I think we got a little off track there and then we got back on track by making like everyone in leadership, not just executive leadership, but everyone in leadership read the book. The other thing is where I think we need a lot of improvement is Throughout the week, when you're frustrated about something or something's not working well, everyone needs to populate the issues list. Right. That's a that's a big I, thing. I get so frustrated when, when I show you, up to an L10 meeting and there's one nothing. issue on the issues list. It's like, what, everything's going great? Right. You no, know? it's not that. What People are just a little lazy that, that they don't want to put it on there. Yeah, you got to make a cognizant effort. It down and, you, know, make, you should put this expectation that if there's no issues, well, we should be killing it. Yeah, we should be killing it. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Jim? Well, I, I was resistant to this because, you know, I'm a little old school and I, I guess it, it didn't scare me, but I just, you know, I didn't, I'm a little resistant to change, but I, I could see based on our communications that I had with you and our guests over the years that this really is impactful in, in making your business thrive. And I am just thrilled with it. We're doing really well. I think that part of the reason that we're doing well is, is by implementing traction to our business, setting those quarterly rocks, setting those annual goals, and creating a vision for the company. I would never have bought a new building had it not been for this EOS system. Great. I know we've gone long wow, today. That's, that's profound. You, you don't think you would have expanded? I don't think so. Because wow. I had a rock to identify if it made sense. And I said yes. And then the next quarter was find that building yeah. and get it done yeah. before See, that day. Those are very powerful. Wow. And I did it because everyone else was getting their rocks done. And I thought, mm, they're achieving success in defining their quarterly rocks and achieving them, I better do it too. Mm. So it's just all about biting the bullet. So anyway, we went a little long today. I just want to say that was great. If you're a metalworking nation listener out there and you want to have, have a question about traction or EOS, reach out to any of the partners and we'll be happy to answer them for you. If you want to hire a paid is it implementer or integrator? Implementer. Thank you. To run this for you, we can we can tell you how to do that. We'd be, we'd be happy to. Because at the end of the day, if you're not making chips, you're, you're not, not making, making money. money. Bam. Bam. As always, thank you for listening to the Making Chips podcast. You need to increase the speed and feet of your business. If you're not elevating your manufacturing leadership, you're going to get left behind. 
the metalworking nation is committed to a new way to stay ahead of the competition. We have more content to help you make and elevate at makingchips.com. Gain access to exclusive content, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you. We'll see you next time.